So this is a Rez's show that he invited me on, really, and uh, streaming here live together. So, Rez, why don't you go ahead and share with people a little bit about Elevate Every Day? Sure. sure, yeah. I mean, as you know, like, you were a part of the Don't Block Your Blessings Festival and that whole thing that I was doing, unfortunately, when my mom passed. And then now Light of the Infinite is like an extension sort of of that. Um, so it seems like there's like a through line through all of this stuff, you know? So it's pretty similar to that, except for taking, now it's sort of taking it live, you know, in conversation, rather than doing like a presentation or a video. But yeah, the idea is like, I'll bring on different people that I think have a lot of wisdom to share in terms of, you know, just tools they've sort of picked up along the way of like how to navigate the ups and downs of life, stay in spaces of positivity and gratitude. Uh, maybe like a spiritual teaching, you know, that resonates with you. Um, that sort of thing. I mean, I could ask you questions as we go. I think we'll pretty easily just flow. But, yeah, you know, everything sure. that you're doing is within this, within the, the realm of all this. So it's, yeah. I mean, you could probably just sort of jump in, introduce yourself. Let everybody yeah, for know sure. what you're doing right now. Yeah. For sure. So I'm Zimberg, Brian Zimberg. My Hebrew name is Hanani Rachmiel, Double Mercy. And, uh, you know, like what I ultimately am in this world is somebody here to reflect your highest and truest self. And in the light of that, and of course, this gentleman's books here, The Light of the Infinite, but in the light of that true reflection, we, we, we drop away the shadow and we start to evolve and we start to grow. And the more we can actually let ourselves come into the space of our, you could say our soul, our own presence, our own being, the more we can be free from the mind, which I train people in. I train people to stop believing their thoughts altogether. So once we can literally have the evolution of letting thoughts be thoughts and not having to be stuck in them, then we can actually, instead of battling our thoughts and battling our emotions, now we can actually notice that we're being all the time and that being is already here and that we can actually be with our emotions. So therefore, thoughts and emotions not battled or fought, well, guess what happens? The suffering and the struggle of life ends and we actually start to enjoy life, to like be in the joy of being alive, that we exist. When we discover that fulfillment, then everything else continues to drop away. Right. So, and, and what's funny is you, you and I, when we met in LA, we both have the same bar mitzvah part. <laughs> well, now you're like playing with your beard, like you're super rabbi vibes right now. You got like long, be you know what I mean? Like it's getting longer. You're like touching it. It's like, it's like, I got my, know, uh, you know? I got my CTs on. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So that's like, I feel like a lot of people when they hear that and we could dive, you know, deeper into this, it's like, Okay, that sounds amazing. And it sounds like, okay, there's definitely a lot of truth to that and a lot of wisdom to it. But because it's such a struggle, and because it's like basically a pandemic now in terms of that. So how does one actually do that? And also, as you're talking about that, you know, like the soul and body are sort of at odds. So the idea is to like, unify these two elements, but with the mind, how do you view the mind in terms of that? Is it like the body is like pulling the mind towards this like, physical, this constraining sort of space. And then if you're able to like, let go of all of these things like you're talking about, then you're tapping into a spiritual space. Like how do you view the mind in relation to the body and the spirit? Well, okay, that's, dude, that's an awesome question. I love it, I love getting in it appropriately. So first of all, it's true, it is, it is a pandemic. Now after the coronavirus thing, uh, suicide went up 200%, 83% of Americans say they struggle with stress and anxiety. The beauty of it is that more attention is being brought to mental wellness than ever before, right? And like Gary Vee said a long few years ago that like if someone was jogging in the 70s, people would be like, what the heck's that person doing? And then the 80s hit and people were like, oh, it's important to be healthy and to exercise, right? And aerobics came and clubs came and it's become part of our life. Well, same too with, oops, same too with mental wellness. We're finally starting to be aware of that. So, so it's a great question. So to me, the, it's, it, there's a body-mind, right? It, it, I mean, yeah, we can say body-mind-soul, but the body-mind me mechanism is like a survival mechanism. It is the, you know, in, in, in uh, Judaism, it's the Yetzirah in a way, right? It is this, if someone brings fire towards your body, you're going to flinch and respond to protect your body. 
Right. Right. So, so too, as much as the physical body is trying to be protected, there's a mechanism of fear. Am I okay? Am I safe? Always going on in the head about protecting the idea and the story in your head about you. Right. Like what is that story in the head? Is the story of me. And no matter how enlightened you are, how great you think you are, how successful you are, the mind will still keep telling you the story from your perspective and me. Right. Right. I can love my children, love my wife. You can love your child, but it's still you thinking about them and loving them, even if you want to put them first. So me is like the first religion in the world, the greatest religion in the world. We all right. wake up into, in it. We go to sleep into it. So the mechanism of the body mind, when we can start to, first of all, I want to take it back. So we had to evolve into an ego. We right. had to evolve into separation. Right. And I'll use this quote again later, probably, and something else I'll say, but like the sages of the Old Testament say that the that Genesis is happening now. Right. So that means this moment is being given to us now. So in that. God's doing everything. God's giving everything. Everything is arising from the unknown into the known. So our entire life was architected, designed move together to bring us through the moments of pain, through the moments of shame, through the moments where we messed up, through the moments where we got hurt. Because all of these formed like, like in a way a void, but they also propelled us to claim who we are. I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm me, I'm all right, right? So that void, like a magnet propels us into our mind, into perception, into form. And if right. we didn't project into form, then, you know, it, it would just be waves and particles. If we were only, if it, was, if it was only about being what people think spirituality is, then we would just be waves and particles and floating around. But the point actually is, is for us to be here as these human beings. Again, God, life is choosing you as you are now. This moment, this exact moment cannot be any other way. It needs you in it. You could say, well, I could die, yeah. but that would be the next moment you would die. So the, so yeah. the, so the body-mind mechanism is always trying to maintain, avoiding the unknown, doesn't want to fall over that cliff because then it can't hold on to me because its job is to propel itself into perception and through our mind. So a great example is my daughter, um, as some like many kids did, if you have children, you know about this. During Corona, some kids stayed home and very difficult times, right? She was able to get on the internet. I don't know about you, but if you were watching, if you had the choice to listen to your teacher or watch YouTube, <laughs> would you try to watch YouTube, right? So anyways, you know, so she was feeling like, like left out, alone. Maybe the people don't like her. And she went to camp for the first time when everything was over. And she was having a great time. The young kids there were just gravitating to her. And she was starting to feel into herself, right? And then she goes into the bathroom. And these counselors came in and didn't know that she was there. And they start talking about some kids. And then they start bad-mouthing her. So, of course, yeah. I called there, spoke to them. How can you let that happen? But at the same time, I was aware there's a dynamic here. And that dynamic, it was like unworthiness being singed into my daughter. Marking her. Right. Because that, that void, like the Enneagram talks about, which I share in my, in my processes, is that that void is covered by a fear of fear, a fear of anger, or a fear of unworthiness. So that fear of the void keeps us trying to fill the void and propels us into the perception of mind. So we had everything we needed along the way. That river was moving. And sometimes it crashes up, right? Everything falls apart crashes against the border crashes against the side you know if you were like that brick in that wall if you were that i mean rock you would be like what the hell man river slow down back off you right know, if you were the river you'd be like ow and then but really it's moving us in another direction so we had to develop an ego just like we had to protect our physical body right thousands of years ago in the desert yeah flames going out <laughs> start hearing animals we're gonna feel fear we probably know we're not gonna make it back to the tribe yeah right so that same auto response to protect is 
clinging us into the matrix of living through our thoughts and our mind. But it needed to happen. We had to develop an ego. We had to avoid the unknown, the fears, the pains in order to project into mind. But now once we are enough aware of that, we've been ego long enough, we can transcend ego. We need ego to transcend ego. So to right. transcend ego means that we, we actually start to live from being. We don't try to do being present. We actually start to let our attention notice presence itself. We actually start to shift our core attention to be more identified with the direct experience that you exist. And as we notice that more and more happy, sad, up, down, right, left in life, no matter how we're feeling, no matter what we're thinking, then that leads. And so isn't that an alignment with reality? Like, do you ever know what's gonna happen next for sure, Rez? Right, no, you just have to be open to it. I think like the main thing is like when you're, you know, when you're describing these things, it's like shifting and just realizing that, okay, this is part of like the story. It's, you know, like you can't control what's gonna happen after, but if this is happening now and you're able to like zoom out and you're like, oh, okay, that needed to happen. Like that's just part of a story. But if you, like you said, you're, you have all these thoughts coming and fears and all these things are happening and you're resisting it, then yeah, you can't really exist in peace in that moment or judge it in a positive light because you're, you know, looking at it as this thing that like you don't want to happen. But if you're exactly. open to it being something that might need to happen for this, you know, gradual sort of growth process, then, then you exactly. can it. But I, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's like in LA, like you're meeting people you know, all the time that are leading this self, you know, self growth, self help, healing this mindfulness, this, and a lot of them I realize are like, really, you know, just dealing with are like not, you know, they're putting out the positivity, but they're struggling super hard within themselves. Yeah. And yeah, it's interesting to think like how much, you know, because it's like, okay, that sort of self nullification get rid of the ego in the ways that are not serving you, you know what I mean? And stop to think about, like Viktor Frankl's like, if you want to be happy, don't think about being happy, you know? Because <laughs> if you analyze, am I happy? Like, I love that. you're not happy, you know? Exactly. So it's, it's like this weird, it's like, okay, so you want to go into these different healing modes to figure out how to heal, but it's also, even that is like this obsession with how am I feeling at every moment? So, I mean, you're, you know, you're in this space. So it's like, you know, yeah, one, so, so, way, one, one organic way to heal. And, you know, Jonathan um, Sachs or Jonathan Sachs, who passed the, the rabbi and was knighted by the queen in his TED talk, he was like, you know, do a search and replace for like self help, self this, self that and replace it with others. So it's like others help and other this. Really? And, you know, when you yeah. focus it outward, I think that's like an organic way to, to not agree. become obsessed with where you're at. Yeah, I, I agree. But so, so for so for me, like, you know, I, I started in like my my self development journey, Tony Robbins, when I was young with my parents and Louise Hayes and Wayne Dyer all around me. So I was already in the linguistic programming hypnosis at a young age. Right. And, and that turned into a spiritual kind of awakening and spiritual journey. But spirituals just become another genre. Right. Yeah. So like, so really now it's much more to me, like working with, I'm working with entrepreneurs, I'm working with everyday people in life and in world that are being creative, that are moving into life because it's really about self-expression. But as long as we're in the suffering, for sure, first of all, if you just serve others, right? You do sadaka, you do good for others, you help others, then you get out of that mean, you start to experience other people's life and that's a way of coming out of our self-neurosis. Yeah. Right? But what, the, as long as we're identified with mind, to me, the next evolution of consciousness is actually when we can let the mind be a mind. When we can use a mind, but it's not using us. Right. And so to me, that's not a spiritual thing because like it's all spiritual to me, right? And, and I, you know, people go through my processes that are Muslim, Jew, Christian, black, white, purple, green, it doesn't matter because we all have the ability to notice that we are. So take right. away the spiritual concept, take away the spiritual fluff for a moment and just start to recognize how much of your time is your attention thinking and in your thoughts. How much of your, if, as long as you're going through the matrix of those thoughts, that'll be the filter that re keeps recreating your experience of life. And right. until we can really be free from the mind, 
we can't really know it as fully to be ourselves. Wait, we got to take a pause because I got to shout out a couple people. <laughs> Yeruchim, first of all, um, what's up, dude? Good to always see you. He's like always popping up on things I'm doing and always showing love. And Terry, who I, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his artist name, but he remixed a couple of my songs just on my latest EPH to the um, Hero Crown, and that was super cool. sick. And then prior to that was Yosef Daniel, who I think lives in Israel now, but I met him at South by Southwest. He was living in Austin at the time. And he and his friend just like found me and um, Wilo, who I was playing with in the street and had like some crazy stories. But his, his one of his friends was like a Murano Jew, I think, you know, so he was like forced conversion, like hidden Jew and then whatever. And he was like telling me these crazy stories. And at one point, not Yosef Daniel, the other guy, because um, I wouldn't speak about somebody, if, you know, you guys know who I'm talking about. But he was like telling <laughs> super tripping out. He was like. I was like, how did you find out? Like, how did you get attached to like Torah, Judaism? Like, that sounds like you're so far from it. He was like, I was looking at the lines of the Torah. I'm like, okay. And he's like, and if you look but in between the lines, there's a diamond that like, and he's just like, like, I felt like I was like, you know, like talking to Jim Morrison, like, I was like, what the heck's going on? It was, it was incredible. But yeah, it was such a trip. Like, when you meet people, when somebody finds you in the street you've never met in your life and they just feel like completely attached to you and want to tell you their life story, it's like very, very powerful. But totally, anyway, so man. To and and, and no, that actually connects to what we're saying. So like, okay, so what's missing in all this like self-help stuff is that people don't see that they're still seeking. Yeah. Right? I'm seeking the Ferrari. I'm doing this to have this to be this. So if I'm doing this to have the right relationship to be loved. I'm doing this to have the right career to be successful. We're seeking the money, seeking the success, seeking the enlightenment, spirituality, seeking the happiness. But that movement's already moving away from your own being. But the integration is what's missing is because the whole point of it is to be you. Right. The whole point of you is, is to relate. So, like, helping others would become an obvious thing. Like, if we all snap out of it and wake right. up and we get that we're all in this together it's not just we're all woo, woo, one it's one there's creator and we are being created as this individual and therefore we need relationship because none of us would exist without relationship right it's funny because i just imagine somebody's like calling you to like for self-growth or seeking self-growth and you're like no no but that's seeking you can't do that you know <laughs> but there's <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I mean, that would be one of the first things I start to show them. You see it in yourself, right? When you start to become aware of your mind, right? Avoiding the unknown to maintain that me story. It's always perpetuating that story. The mind's always yeah. creating a problem, solving a problem. It's always labeling. It's always dissecting, comparing, or arguing pro and con, and compartmentalizing. So inside of that conversation, that separation paradigm, we call it an access points, then you can argue with yourself that you're not being giving enough and loving enough to others and so on and so forth and beat yourself up for it, which ignites the shame from when you're younger. And you're just in that constant matrix. It's like living right. on the surface level of the ocean, always being smashed around by waves. Right. It's giving, it's giving so much life to all these different thoughts. There's, there's a scene in Sarah. Did you watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I'm sure you did. Cause yeah, 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 the yeah. Movie. Ago, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, what's his name? Paul Rudd's like, um, Jason Siegel's like teaching Paul Rudd or whatever how to like surf or maybe it's whatever but anyway so he's like okay so you just jump off the board so he's like jumping off the board like you'd expect like full jump he's like no no no, no less whatever so he does like less of a jump it's like no 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 do less <laughs> and he like basically doesn't even move like he's like okay this guy doesn't want me to move at all and he's very like barely moving he's just like he's like no 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 do less so it's like that it's like we give so much to like all of these moments and we have to exactly Exactly. So, so that, that energy that we're, is, if we're not futuring and we're not casting, and that's right, they say 98% of our thoughts are regurgitated. We have about 50 to 100,000 thoughts a day. 70 to 80% of our thoughts from those people are negative. Imagine if you're just no longer believing those radio stations. You're not trying to change them yeah. to positive. You're not trying to get rid of them. They're just, they really got nothing to do with you. You don't need to believe them. The shift of not believing that transformed everything for me 20 years ago. Now, am I a perfect human being? Am I a sadic? No, I have my ups, downs, issues, rights, lefts, children to deal with, relationship. But I can drop it all and come from a conscious space 
more and more, especially when there's something ignited, which so the experience of oneness doesn't go away. And within that light, we'll continue to have maybe the epigenetic shows that we'll have like the shadow of our ancestries is inside of us. So right. will we ever get beyond our shadow? Well, the shadow, like in the yin yang is the other side of the light or, or Kabbalah says where the greatest darkness rises, so does the greatest light. Right. So it's when we have this willingness to welcome all of ourselves, like our, everyone's been told, these are the bad emotions, these are the good ones, get rid of these bad ones, seek these good ones. But you know, they even say when Mashiach comes, there'll still be the remnants of those emotions, but it won't be the same experience. In other words, sadness right. can come and go. Like when you enjoy someone being sad in a movie, you're not enjoying it, but you're still enjoying the movie. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like when something's happening, you could choose to lean into the fear or to lean into the faith and see it as something like last week's what we were reading in the Torah is like the famous, you know, the Jews are like surrounded on all sides. Egyptians are coming after them and, you know, they're praying overnight. But like, really, it's like the Nachshon Ben Aminadab character that's like taking that first step into the water. But like the amazing lesson is that it's not that first step wasn't the redemption. It was actually the water had to get to where it would almost drown him. And then it opened up, you know, so like, in that. Exactly. exactly. Which, which is interesting to think about it. Like, so the fear, the fear could be from behind, right? The Egyptians are coming to get them, but, it, but the fear facing the fear wouldn't be battle that fight that right. Give up to that. There's a fear to face that. So you're not going to go into that right. fear, but there's a fear of stepping into the water on this right. side. And so it takes the faith. It takes the trust. So since we're at the edge of the unknown all the time, and that's reality, we never know what's going to happen next. The more we actually live from that, instead we start to recognize we're really being that life is intense. But that's the fire of God going into creation. Like uh, the sages also say that the garden's fire already of here. God. Well, they, right, yeah. the sages say that the garden's already here. We're, we just don't right. perceive it yet because we're, we're clogged up. So we're yeah, getting unclogged. Consciousness shift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a shift of consciousness. And until then, we're in this us-them paradigm. So the, yeah. the war in our mind, right? Like Bob Marley said, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Right? Yeah. He didn't say the exodus, mind can free baby. the mind. It's all, it's all exodus. That's what we're reading right now, you know? Exactly. And he didn't, he didn't say the mind can free the mind. He said none but the self can free the mind. So it's that self-discovery that allows suffering to end. And the more we're willing to, and, and what, what is the name of God in the Torah? What does God say? I am that I am, or is, I, has been, I always will be. Will yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we start to connect to that soulful level. I'm not talking about spiritual in that way. I'm talking about this core you. There's, the, the, there's a core of you, like the center of a storm that is unflinching, already clear. So what intelligence is clear? The intelligence in that core of you, that I am, that clear presence of you, or what you figure out in your mind. So, we, you know, in this process, I didn't uh, seek out to end depression, OCD, PTSD. I first sought out to help people realize the peace of existing and being you. But the integration part that's missing is to come back down, right? There's a story of Belshemto. The, the ironic thing is I got this from an Osho book. <laughs> but there's a story of Belshemto. Uh, I forget what book. But the story of Belshemto yeah. is they're out in the woods and they're doing this, you know, they're praying and they're doing this. And all of a sudden they start like lifting off the ground. They start floating up. And they're like, right. Rabbi, Rabbi, look, look. And he said, hey, get back down here. You have work to do. So the real right. question is how can we best accept our mission? show up for others, relate to others, the more we can actually really be ourselves and receive the gift. This is the gift. The gift is you get to be you. You get to be you. There's no other Rez, there's no other Zimberg, there's no other, like you literally get to be you. And when we can be free from the mind, stop believing the mind, it's not just that it's all spiritual because life has its ups and downs and the pivots and the turns of being human. But we really live in an appreciation of the gift of getting to be ourselves. And that's where, to me, we really can wake up to the relationship with our creator, the relationship to what we're here for and, and flourish in service. And, you know, so I, I've gotten more and more into, my, into Judaism in the last nine years. And I went back and forth and out of it many times along my spiritual journey. So I, 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 what spirituality is for somebody else is whatever that is for them. Some people 
think that's nonsense. Some people are Muslim, Christian, Jew, Sikh, whatever that is, Buddhist. But it's what's there. Something about connecting to self and connecting to the creator. It's connecting to God. Right, right. Yeah. That's the Hasidut or Kabbalah. It's like the Ratzova show. You have to be like perfecting that, you know, like run and return, going up and going down. You know, because like the Korach character who led the rebellion, it was like, well, why do we have to do this? Like, why do we have to have seed on our garment if the whole thing's a, you know, represents seed or like, why did, if we have, you know, like Torah, Torah books in our house, why do we have to have a mezuzah or whatever? Like kind of, and I guess like to some extent, like the Jesus character, you know, like who's coming to say that it's only faith or whatever and not as much action, but the idea is to always bring it back into action in, in, in this life. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but it's the same exactly. thing. Like, yeah, like storing that, that goodness and mastering the, like Ratzel of the show is also like in, in this life now, it's like, okay, there's always going to be like the ups and downs. You have to master the ups and downs and not like let the down take you or the up take you, you know, because that's a lot of people, unfortunately, like with drugs and all this other stuff that it's like. Exactly. And, 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 and in Buddhism, sort of it's thing. the middle way. And, and in the Tanya, it's the, the, what is it called? The, I can't think of the word right now. The Benet. Ben, ben, Benoni. Exactly. The, the book of the in-betweeners. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, you know, that like, we're, we're here for this, right? So to me, you know, I mean, to me and my belief system, right? Well, first of all, the more I was being me, the more I connected to my tribe, to my essence, to my Judaism, to my physical, right? That's very grounding in. And whatever that is for others, a lot of people go through this process and if they're already religious, they'll go deeper into whatever their religion is, right? Yeah. But the, at the end of it, it's seeing that we're living from the unknown and from the unknown there's like a creative uncomfortability that we call anxiety and problem we want to run from but once we start to learn to live in that that's like that's like the impulse to create and you know that that's like that creative yeah. <laughs> impulse that it's like the intensity that the body mind wants to run from actually just wants to move from being into doing so then yeah. we evolved into recognizing we are being first so then we start to live in alignment from being into doing consciously or like receiving it I used to say, like, one day I'll call that digital. Like, am I fully digital yet? I don't know. But, you know, digital is just moment to moment receiving and giving, right? Yeah. Or like the, they say, like, the, with the, the less um, in Kabbalah, right? The different levels of receiving, giving, and to be most aligned with God, because God is all giving, is for you to be giving. Right. Right. That's what this is. <laughs> Pull it out here. You saw this necklace? It's Avram Lowenthal. I don't know if you can see. Oh, do, do you know? Oh, my God, bro. I was in spot with him, and we're from the same town in Michigan. Same what? school. That's insane. We're sitting next to each other in Chabad. Look, at, look, look, look. He gave me. That's Amazing. one of his. Uh, you see that? That's, that's the crazy. chauffeur. Uh, let, me see. <laughs> let me see if I can show it better. Give it justice. Oh, my God. That's so funny that you know him. So, yeah, I mean, so, I, I've never so, even met him, but he sent me this. So oh, that's wow. like the chauffeur blow, like the frequency lining of it, and he paints it in that way. Wow, that's sick. Isn't that amazing? Right. Yeah, so that's the idea, like what you're saying now, like this is the upper and lower hay, you know, in God's name. So like the upper one's like full because it represents just the giving, like God has no need to receive. The lower one is hollow, it's empty because it's like the lower, like we have to fight this pace sort of need to like think that we need to just receive all the time but really it's just giving if we all give then we're all receiving if everybody's just constantly giving I, we're I, all just receiving I, I agree but yet the stage right before that right by, by the Baal Salam is that right Baal Salam Baal Salam is is that so so once we can hit a place where we're not receiving to get right move not to giving to get yeah exactly giving to get or receiving even to get too right okay you receive to get but you're receiving to give the next level is to give to give right on the line of the giver but first to me like one of the access points is called simple g if you start to tune in we won't do this now but if you start to tune in like later on the day today or tomorrow start to notice when your out breath goes out don't try to do a breathing exercise notice when your out breath goes out and then just notice how the body starts to pull the in breath in and just see does 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 it keep happening do you keep <laughs> receive does the breath keep being received so that receiving is already going on. 
right? The egoic receiving of trying to receive, to get, to give is like, is, like, is if we got to generate and do it all. But the generator is already Hashem. It's already alive. It's already God. So to tune into that receiving frequency is a gratitude frequency. Because literally the body in that space, if you go right in there with your attention and you just be in that space of receiving, in that receiving, there's gratitude. The body's already grateful for the breath. There's already, you don't have to try to be grateful in your mind. There's already a gratitude experience. And that gratitude means in that there's a sense of no problem. And in gratitude and that receiving, what's the opposite of receiving is giving, right? So to me, that receiving is already happening. We're just not in tune with it, right? God is giving us life. And when we can shift, not just the receiving breath, but starting to receive all of this. It's not right. just being outside, but the human, all like literally every moment, your emotions, thoughts, everything that's occurring, when you start to recognize it's all being given for you, with you, not against you, not, not again, not in a mindset way, which is you can train first in, in a mindset way. How do you train in that? You, you start to notice the shoulds and shouldn'ts that you're believing and the complaints that you're making. The more you become aware of the should and shouldn'ts, that shouldn't be happening, that should be happening, and the complaints, then you can at least see that and take a moment, mindset, shift, look from this other angle and say, what if this is happening for me? And you can start right. to see a possibility of that, right? If not, we're stuck in a paradigm, right? Like I told you, if I was going to rap, my name would be Paradigm Buster, right? <laughs> bust the paradigms, bust the paradigms, right? So, nice. so if we're not stuck in that, we're in alignment with that receiving, then the natural movement is, is giving, which is, which is God, right? And, and so that's, nice. that, that's, that's what we train in, right? So at the end of, of my main process, I take people through at the very end, it's the last week is really about what is it to enjoy, enjoy life? I enjoy. What is it to celebrate life? Because at the end of the day, it is, it is the gift of being you. When you, we can really recognize that. And then the fear is going to rise and this stuff. But when we can trust in the unknown, like you said, the, going into the water, imagine, guys, imagine <laughs> going, imagine you have the Egyptian army coming after you. You're slaves for, for hundreds of years. You finally get out and they're coming for you. And the direction is walk through the water. <laughs> right. But that's, that, that is where there's a transmission. Like, like if Fear, unworthiness, shame, anger. They, we have an idea about them and a reaction to them. But if we go through the crust, the thick prickly crust that makes us want to run away from it and not deal with it and change it and get rid of it, we go into it. It's the same experience of going into the water. It's the same experience if you take a hit of DMT or 5-MeO right before you're about to do it. There's an intense <laughs> fear, like there's no tomorrow. But that intense fear, something in you aligns and says, I'm willing to step over, right? And, 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 that, and that is a muna, right? That is trust. That is a faith and a trust. And the interesting thing is if we stop living from the mind and we start living from the unknown, we start to realize we're being forged in trust. And you can't use the trust from an hour ago. Like you have to have the courageousness to show up in that trust and step into the water again, all the way to here and step yeah. into it again. But that trust then starts forging you into a faith, a real deep faith you know, in yeah. life itself, in your existence. And, that, and that's just such a beautiful thing that all I want to do is share that with people. But then it becomes spiritual. And that's why I've moved kind of out into that way and really sharing with everyday people and uh, people who are out there in the world already doing things, creating entrepreneurs right. and that entrepreneurial spirit are out there and they're sharing, they're supporting the world. There's nothing around you guys, right? That a, an entrepreneur didn't bring to life from what I'm standing on to this building that I'm in. Right, so we recognize that spirit of creation in ourselves and we start to give in that way. To me, that's really it. So I love to help people shift out of their paradigms and the struggle and the suffering and be able to flow in the greatest expression of who they are to live their potential. And we're not gonna hit it perfect tomorrow. But when you recognize your perfection, when you recognize the purpose of your life is actually you right now. And the funny thing is it always has been. It's not someplace there to be found. And the right. paradox of that is you become more purposeful, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because I think as kids, like, we kind of start to understand these things like falling and, you know, the growth and just the process of falling and getting up. Like, when, when I'm looking at my kids or when I go to the skate park, you see it most clearly because 
my kid's like, okay, I'm watching this YouTube video to like learn how to kickflip, whatever. And he'll tell me when he was like just seven, he's like, this is going to take me three months to get this. So I'm going to fall a bunch, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Eventually he gets it. And when I see him or everybody at the skate park, see them taking like crazy spills, getting really hurt. But like they have their goal in mind and that's just part of it. Like that right. growth comes with all those falls, you know? But a lot of times, like some people, when we get older, we like forget that process, you know, like that's part of the whole growth. And we start to avoid the falls and viewing the falls in a bad light. But it's actually, no, that's like part of the growth. Like yeah. you want real growth, like you're going to fall a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's like, it's like the suffering can go away, but the challenge doesn't. Right. Right. Yeah. The when you can look doesn't. at it from the outside, like, you know, when just these different exercises, like a Buddhist who's like, you know, sitting in a certain way and not eating and not, you know, and like not moving or whatever. It's like, it's to break those things. If any of us were to do that, we would give so much power to like this fear and anxiety of like the body of like, okay, now I'm uncomfortable. My back is, I can't, I probably can't sit like this for too long. Like how long can I pull this off? You right. know, like you just start thinking of all this stuff and then you're giving it even more power. So like in your mind, it hurts even more than it should. But eventually you could move past that and either look at it like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but like I can get through it. So I'm not going to give it so much power and just keep pushing through as like an exercise. Or you could even take away some of the pain because it's like, it doesn't, you're just imagining that it shouldn't be. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, yeah I mean, which is, which is like this, this fight in battle within ourselves. But it's so true what you said about the kids. You know, I mean, think about we, we, it starts with kids when they're the ego starts to develop when they like go mine, mine, <laughs> you know, so they're claiming yeah. themselves, but they're willing to they're willing to jump in. Right. Like like how does a kid play mom in the sandbox? Do they think about it? Do they figure out how they should approach the role or worry about if it's going to be what people are going to think at that young age? Do they just play mom? Right. Yeah. And so, so we don't give ourselves the license to play ourselves, to dare to actually really be yourself. And, and you know, there's, as we said, it's a pandemic now. So there, but with that anxiety and the insecurity and the stress, the suicidal tendencies, all this stuff, and with the outer narrative of the world looking like this plague that's so horrible, we lose touch with like our own sense of real confidence, not ego confidence, but like, right, to confide in self. And self yeah. isn't really just you self is is the self first and when you start to confide in self god life free from the mind gosh like like think about it. like when we we all recognize that's actually connected what would we not take care of together right yeah okay, exactly. okay fine there's like the one percent evil people okay they won't but the rest of us like what won't we cure what won't we take care of together if you really got that we're all brothers and sisters that we're all in this together you know, and in my, and in my faith, I, I, I take the responsibility to that as a Jew. We're, we're meant to, so to me, people, people go to me, well, now, like, how can you be spiritual awake? And then like, but you're like more into your Judaism. Like I have one client be like, you know, I, I don't know. You're becoming like more religious. Like, like, I, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's your idea with Judaism to me. She's like, well, that, that's not really ominism. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> Wait a minute. To me, A, just as a belief, just to understand it's all in Torah. It's all in the Torah. I mean, your name, every single thing that exists is in Torah, right? If you, if you take a look at the Bible code skip, right? The Bible code skip of these letters, it doesn't work for any other book in any other language. But in the Hebrew, which each letter has a value and an energy. So every religion's in there. And it's so... Ominism means that we're on a path with God and God's creating you. So God really ultimately created all those religions also. It's a hard thing for people to hear, but God also created Hitler and God also created the Holocaust. Ended off on a positive note. So, so but the, 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 well, the point is, our choice is what are we going to do about it? Right? And the Torah right. quote keeps saying, you know, will you keep letting it be that way? So we've learned yeah. the lesson and can we really show up? And so first you have to show up in helping others, yes. But if you don't show up with yourself, then even helping others, for a lot of people, helping others is a pattern of feeling self-worth and they're still trapped in their same cycles. So I want us to, to evolve. 
Not only do I yeah. want Mashiach to come, that's what I believe will happen next, but whether it's the th turning of the next wheel, the coming of Christ, the Aquarian age, right? This new earth, there's a shift that's occurring right now. And it takes you simply being aware that you're aware. It takes you starting to like really own up to being you, the icon of you. No one else can be you. And people think like social media is so bad, but really everyone's a brand. Everyone's an icon. <laughs> and, and yeah, there's a lot of narcissism and neurosis because we're all stuck in that part of it. But you, brother, you, brother, are like a perfect example. I came to Miami and stuff. You're playing music. You have art. You're writing books. You're, you're, you're supporting other artists and other people putting it out there. I mean, you are a brother who is thriving in inspiration. That's what to me is spirituality, to be in spirit, to be inspired. You know, and, right. and you, are, you are that, brother. So you inspire me all the time. Seriously. Uh, well, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just jumping to the Hitler Holocaust thing, I think it's not like God created it. It's God created a potential for the greatest good or the greatest bad. You know what I mean? And, like, everything's created, like, as King Solomon says, like, like, this side and that side have equal the ability to, like, push towards that way or that way at all times. So, yeah, I mean, like, you're talking about the collective consciousness. It's, like, it's crazy that we've gone this much, you know, this many years thousands of years and we're still like in this same state and like people are in this state where they haven't figured it out and god willing that's like the messiah consciousness is like once we're able to like as a global awareness and consciousness shift towards like this positivity and let go of all this other stuff and of course the separation you know like when we're talking about self it's it's still a separation that's still imagined it's like we're all one body we're just different parts of the body and this one rabbi is like if you accidentally cut your left hand are you going to take your left hand and cut your right hand to spite it? No, like, you're like, <laughs> no, let me heal this. So we're all just a different hand or a different yes. part of the body and yes. the separation and the wanting to, you know, have that revenge or whatever. It's, it's, it's being completely unaware of the whole purpose of all of this. So. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I agree. It's not like the God sent, but yet every moment is being created. Right. So, so the, the, the darkness shadow is, is also sent, sent for us not against us until we're able to see it for what it is and then choose differently right like the holocaust we say never again as jews and we have to show up for that right it's not just okay pray to god it never will happen but it's also we have to show up so that it's never oh, again yeah. right <laughs> unfortunately i have to fight for that like every day man it's like yeah because crazy, crazy well right now it's nuts right and we haven't even spoke about that but like but you know so, so again the genesis is being created now this moment's being given to us so it's, it's a moment to moment thing that's occurring here it's moment to moment so yeah. our receiving and our showing up as us into that next evolution and possibility in any moment in every moment is is the possibility of the truly never happening again and on the anti-semitic thing i i you know kabbalah greatest darkness greatest light they've they've always they meaning others have always Right, Amalek has always come to our, to against us, right? Why? Because we are a light unto the nation. That's our job. Our role is to be a light unto the nation. And Jew or not Jew, if you are lighting your light, you're either going to others, or you need to be ready to see their own light, or they're going to. It's too much. It's too bright. They're going to recede to their own darkness. I you love to lash out at that which is exposing you. And I to love, me, that's what's going on right now. What Karl Bach says about the light into the nations, he's like, we're just, we're just showing, we're like, we're here to tell everybody else that they're the light unto their nation. They're the light, you know, like, just like letting them know or whatever. So it's not like this, like, oh, we're better or whatever. It's just yeah, like, yeah. okay, the Torah came down and we're like, just supposed to spread light for everybody to spread light. It's just totally. You know I mean? and, and, I, and I think people miss that when they, from outside of Judaism and some people in Judaism, like the chosen people idea. But like, if you take a big candle Right, and you keep lighting that candle with more candles. The, the one candle, and the flame doesn't subside. The flame doesn't go away, and there's only right. one big candle. There's only one. You yeah. know, right? There's only one, and we're all lit by that candle. So to be chosen is to choose to actually respect that candle and to shine that same light to reflect that light. But to me, that's part of what's going on right now. That. We're, we're in a crazy uprising of anti-Semitism. 
and 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 it's unbelievable how the different ways that different people are approaching it from from a religious person who's getting really pissed off and angry yeah no division eternal continuum exactly no division right but for like 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 mad at joe rogan was it okay for the comedy part the netflix movie that just came out oh yeah i was just thinking about that because it's like it was funny because my friend who's in movies and stuff he was like you could tell that it was like two jewish writers that like were like feeling like they not like hated that you know but like they were like overcompensating that there was untruths in it like the whole lewis farrakhan thing like once they're like oh we want to like you guys were slave masters or something like that like it's like and then we want to apologize on behalf of Jews and whites. Like, they're like confusing things. Like, yeah, there are white people that were slave masters and they can apologize and whatever. And like, there's a whole history of that. But like Jews, like to put, Jews aren't even white, but like to put Jews and whites in the same box to like appease whatever you're oh thinking is like dangerous. And totally. secondly, it's like Jews are at the forefront of like all of like, you know, like all of the the movements towards, you know, like, whatever the freeing black you know from slavery and all the liberties and all the vote and all the you know like heschel and all the rabbis with yeah and, and, and also people people, people don't know that Luther King. like like you can google and look up like the whole slave trade thing has been debunked it's not true but these tropes are becoming so it's just interesting right, so like, it's like it's just a dangerous if you're going to make that movie you should have more responsibility i thought the movie was really funny but there's certain parts it's like you should just if this is already a dangerous thing with untruths like hitler said take a simple lie and keep repeating it keep it simple and people will yeah. believe it it's like so the responsibilities take out those misinformation the things that aren't true that people like to say take that away because now you're just spreading it further and you're totally. creating further division what totally. is going to come out of that lie like totally and, and that's why that's what I, someone posted i forget it was Burl Salman or somebody but someone posted about that and i was like like what what a missed opportunity what a right. missed opportunity. Jonah Hill, as a Jew, and the other Jews from involved, that they, they, they totally, they did. They, they muddied the water more, right? Because yeah. now- I mean, I think there are some beautiful moments and there are funny no, moments. No, listen, I'm not but saying overall, it's a bad know, movie yeah, as a piece yeah. of art overall, but, but as far as the, the angle that we're talking about it in, yeah. when, when you make so light of it, it's one thing to have a joke, okay? There's, there's crazy jokes out there and there's appropriate time for jokes, but to weave it in, like you said, weave it in this way that it's almost like, common knowledge-ish and, and like 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 uh, we could defend that but just blow it off and just throw it in there so like here's this comedy movie with right eddie murphy and all these people and it's all so light light and in there we're just sticking in these things that others are actually believing right now to be true right, right? yeah after the whole Kanye thing and so on and so forth so so why is this going on so first of all i think as jews like when we see never again you know like we got to really speak up right now we got to be proud and loud jews like that's how that's what I'm feeling about it, you know. They proud on our Jews, and the, and like you said, like do people even know why Jews aren't white, right? And then they're gonna argue about our DNA and stuff. The funniest funniest thing of the whole argument, like that's that was going out from after the Kyrie and all that kind of stuff, was that like we stole it, like 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 like, like if you understood Torah and how hard it is to maintain Torah, how hard it is. For that, that from the Dead Sea Scrolls to thousands of years later, 99.9% .9 accurate and, and, and kept throughout the, imagine if they kept it that well over 2000 years, how well they kept it from the time of Moses to there. Right. Now to study Torah can take a lifetime. You can't just steal a religion, maybe another religion, but is Judaism even a religion? We could argue that, but you can't just take Judaism and steal it. One people can't just take it from another. It doesn't work right. that way. So, it's an absurdity, right? That's an absurdity. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, just with Israel also, like, I feel like people have, they misconcept, they think it's like, you know, like Jews from the Holocaust went, it's like, dude, the majority of people in Israel, first of all, obviously there's non-Jews, like tons and on parliament and they're called Arab Israelis or whatever. But also even just within the Jews that live in Israel, it's like the majority are Mizrahi, meaning they're, they look exactly like the ones that were indigenous <laughs> Exactly. Their ancestral homeland, indigenous to the Middle East. Yeah. And they look indistinguishable from any other Arab because we're the fucking Arabs, you know, like <laughs> Arab Jew, Arab Muslim, Arab Christian. We're Arabs, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So, like, no, I know. So, it's, the whole so, thing is wild. But, but interesting that it's all getting, you know, it's like, it's like, I think we have to show up now. We have to show up big and, and show up proud and really, and really start to be, 
like, what is it, Rudy Israel? You know, it's like start to shine light on these matters, right? Yeah. It's like it's like help educate. When, when someone is ignorant about something, they're ignoring the truth, right? right? So to blot out ignorance is to blot out. Some people are open. Like, it's actually crazy because I, I was playing this, I was DJing um, at one of my favorite music nights in LA called School Night at Bordeaux. Yeah. And I met like this whole crew. My friend Adia brought out like, all these, you know, she's just like amazing, gorgeous, like female goddess, whatever. And I was like, where, where are all these people that you brought from? Like all these like just breathtaking, beautiful females. And she's like, oh, we met at a goddess event. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, of course, whatever. Anyway, so I super connected with one of them, just like talking spirituality. And she's just like in India and came back and um, I gave her my book. Anyway, so I was like helping her shoot something. She's like starting this incredible project. Anyway, like, I wish I filmed it, but, like, within, like, moments, I don't know why we jumped into Israel, but, like, within moments of me being at her place to, like, film, we're talking about Israel, and she's amazing, and she's, like, elevated and totally open. It wasn't, she's not coming in here being, like, this is what I think, and I don't care, and I don't, I want to prove you wrong, and, you know, it wasn't coming from that. We were both, like, super open, super respectful. Then she's, like, well, you have to realize, like, these places, these people were displaced and all this stuff, and, like, all these things. And I'm like, it's hard when you pick like one part, one side of the story, one part of it, one, and then everything else is washed away. I'm like, my family, you know, from Yemen moved to Israel in like the twenties, but there are Jews and non-Jews who were there forever. And obviously we were the ones that like had the temple, like the mosque, the Dome of the Rock is sitting on the ruins of our temple. And we're still in the Roman exile from thousands of years ago. But I was saying, we were in the Middle East. We were in all these countries, right? Since the beginning, that's where we were from. We're indigenous to the Middle Eastern countries. And if you look at the flag on these different countries, it's the crescent moon, which represents the sword of colonialism, you know? And so we were liquidated from all of these countries that we were from. And in Yemen, we were there since, you know, the beginning, in the middle of the first and second temple, King Solomon sent the, the Yemenite Jews, and that's why their traditions are so close to Moshe. And they were there for thousands of years. Now there's like literally like a handful of Jews left, and that's it. So I'm like, okay, so if we have been liquidated from all of the Arab countries in, in the Middle East, and when I say Arab, I mean originally Jewish, Arab, whatever. Arab's just like an umbrella term. And then, so people now have a problem with us being in our own ancestral country also, like it's smaller than the size of New Jersey. Like that's insane. Like that's our ancestral homeland that we're decolonizing and living there. You know what I'm saying? And whatever, like once you talk about British mandate and then like splitting up the land and- Yeah, but the the problem is, and by the way, if you're somebody listening, you don't know this history, like, like really take some time to know the history because first of all, people dying, people dying, war, is ugly no matter who it is that's dying right so 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 like people often will take think the perspective we're coming from is as if like that part's okay right but you got to remember that like the leadership of the palestinians is actually a terrorist group that was on a terrorist list in america for a long time now that doesn't represent all Arabs. Right, you could just us. listen. Yeah, for sure. You could just listen to their chants, dude. Yeah, from the like, river to the sea. That was like in the beginning. That was the chant. Yeah. And now it's still the chant. That's. Yeah, exactly. No, no Jews. In no the Jews. Land, no Israel. The river to the sea. So yeah. it's, it's tough when that's what you're fighting against. And when you look at the Israeli army and anybody who knows any truth will know, it's like it's the most they like do the most targeted, pinpointed. You know, if there's a there's a terrorist here, they're gonna like send notes and get that. And yeah, like, they, they actually. I don't know if people know that they send notes. They send a pre-warning but, bump. But so, yeah, so, I mean, it's, so, just, but, but, it's still but, such I, a difficult situation, and it's like totally. I I think the important thing that a lot of people don't see is that realize that like that doesn't mean that Palestinians that have lived there for a long time and they have ancestry there, family there, that those human beings. Remember, we're all in a conditioning. So hatred and bigotry and all that is conditioning in these circumstances. Well, even that separation, my mom's Palestinian. Like most of the people called Palestinian are actually people that came in after when the state would, yeah. the modern state was being formed. Some of them to like wipe out the Jews, but a lot of other people for opportunity. Right, right. And I'm, so and that I'm saying name, what people Arifat, are calling Palestinian yeah, yeah. now. So I'm saying yeah. that, that name is, it's, it's not even, it's not like they're named that and we're not or whatever. 
exactly. they actually ended up like starting to call. Arafat was really good with marketing. He was like saying the yeah. kafia represents solidarity with those people, but all of their countries were already wearing it and they don't, they're not wearing it as solidarity with those That's people. Right. In fact, it's in their best interest to keep those people strategically placed in the, in exactly. this sort of refuge. Exactly. There, there, there's, there's taught, there's, if, 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 if all the Arab nations were like, these are my brothers and sisters, then they would simply extend some land and there'd be a lot of room for everybody. Right. Exactly. Okay. There's, there are solutions, but people, there's people who profit and want the condition to continue the way it is. And then there's people except in such fanatical hatred that they really want to wipe out, wipe Israel completely out. Well, right. Jumping back to like what we keep talking about. It's like, it's this inward people need to like go in and find the peace within themselves. And then it could go outward and find peace. Like exactly. If you look at, if you look at textbooks on that side, and they're demonizing, you know, Jesus are rap, Jesus are, like similar to like Holocaust stuff. Not all of them. I mean, I have friends with people, you know, Palestinians, and I have a series, I haven't done it for a while, but called Hip Hop Sula. It's the Israeli and Palestinian Reconciliation series, which I did all over. Um, so I'm like, you know, obviously like super pro everything, but it's on that side, like you said, the people who are in charge, they need to have their inward revolution and be like, okay, we're sick of this feeling like we're the victim, saying that these are the people that are everything bad that happens is because of the Jews and we need to like kill the Jews and everything's going to be better. No, like you need to like make everything better within yourself and then come with peace. And then there's a peace partner. But if the people in charge are people that don't want to recognize you as having the right to exist, how do you make peace with that? You know, totally. and, and it's and unfortunate because they're think... the people that want the peace, the people that are peaceful and don't believe in that. They're the ones that are suffering. Like, okay. If the people that hate and they want to bomb us, they're suffering, okay, they're bringing that on themselves, but they're also bringing it on the people that we could be living side by yeah. side and, with. And it is, it is it's, so it's being stuck in opposites and division all the time, right? So, so what's, 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 what uh, he just said it actually, from within. So well, within we see outside, right? So that peace has to come from there. And, and, and listen, we have issue, issues with Israeli government. We can have issues with our government. No government is perfect. But I promise you, like when I was just there in Israel, and this is my first time, by the way, 53 what? years old, first time to Israel. My yeah. dad lives in spots, spent 10 days there. Wow. And I got the beauty after like leaving, you know, guys, three and a half years, leaving the job, job to share and, and support people wow. and to have the income to be able to take my family. So I, so not only have I not been until now, but I got to take my, you know, take my entire family there. We That's stayed there amazing, for almost a month. But my wife is uh, finishing her master's degree in uh, Judaic studies at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. So she went ahead of us for a while and she had a month there and People don't realize, it's not just, by the way, let's, let's stay out of Jerusalem. We'll come right back to that. All around all of Israel, there are Jews and Arabs living perfectly together. All the signs are in Hebrew and in Arabic. I know. Okay. I know. That's what it is a democratic realize. country, literally, where people are part of each other's communities. Now, narrow it down. Into, and on the parliament, too. Exactly. On the parliament and every walks like of life. My, my, yeah. my dad got sick um, on, on, on Shabbat. He had, God forbid, went to the hospital. He's fine now, so I'm going to get into the whole story of that. But, you know, who was there to take care of him? Other Arabs. It's like every walks of life, and people don't get it. When you're there, look, the blinders of what people are so programmed to believing right now, the BDS movement, and what's happened with this anti-Semitism means anti-Zionism. It's like young people need something to rebel against. And the propaganda yeah. of that, listen, I'll tell you who's won the propaganda war right now. Israel, Israel's starting to make a comeback, but Hamas has won the propaganda war right now, right? But the point is that you go to Jerusalem, even in Jerusalem, during the summer, 40% of, of the students at Hebrew University are Arab. When I went right. to the Hebrew University yeah, with, my, with I, my wife, it's like, and, and, and there's not conflict going on. Now there's conflicts in spaces and places, there's conflict on these lines, but that's a small part of even Jerusalem, let alone the whole country. And everyone like know, basically Israel is, the, is what's happening right hear, there. People don't want to hear the truth because that is such an unfortunate situation. I don't know what the solution is. So, you know, it, yeah, it's a difficult You know what I think thing. the solution but, is, by the way? Yeah. Go to Israel. Every human being should visit That's Israel. <laughs> and if we take a look at this, yeah. right? So what is it like? Nine every human being not, can Israel. Yeah, well, 90% of Israel. the world. It's just, all the, it's just that, the Jews that can't visit some of the Arab countries. But any Arab can visit Israel, you know? Exactly. And anyone can visit Israel, right? So Christian, Jew, whatever it is. 
If you haven't gone to Israel, what 97% of the planet agrees that the Torah was given at Sinai, that there's one God, right? It's part of Islam, it's part of Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, okay? Even if you think it's part of it, where it came from, without debating all that, Israel is part of that. Go to Israel and you will find out for yourself. You'll have a cultural shock because A, it's powerful and beautiful and it's unbelievable and especially, you know, it lights you up. But also, you will, if you think, if you are like so stuck, like they are at the universities right now and anti-Semitism is anti-Zionism, like you're saying that we don't have a right to have our homelands or ourselves when everywhere else we went, we were slaughtered and killed. Like where your level of compassion is for the hurt now, but it doesn't make it matter this way later, the hurt and pain sucks. But if you go there, you'll have an experience and your eyes will open up. I'd like to take all these students who are doing the rah, 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 take them to Israel, let them travel around. So on top of that, the whole point I really want to say on this is that, so if Palestinians who are suffering, okay, stood up for themselves against what's going on, who's really running them, guess who would be right there? Guess what sadiki giving, righteous giving, charitable human beings? Jews, right there. The state of Israel <laughs> right there. We'll be happy to help them. Okay? Well, we already, I mean, we already do. It's just, it's a difficult situation. People don't realize, go look around at the art places. Go look around at hospitals. Go look around and see where the biggest donations are coming in the world from. And so the small percentage of what Jews is, that's part of being a Jew is to support. But you also have to protect. And so someplace, what is the answer to the conflict? No one knows. But my, I'm just saying, like, go. Go to Israel. Go to Israel. Yeah. So you open your eyes. But look what's happening with the Abraham Accords, right? There was this guy, Don Beck, by the book. But he spoke at the UN years ago. I studied spiral dynamics with him, him, Ken Wilber. And it's like a, it's a biosocial evolutionary map of our like from being like just from smell in the in the in the in the bush and like the census peaks right to like evolving right and he, he showed that the conflict in the middle east way a long time ago it's not a matter of this idea versus this idea this religion versus that religion it's an idea of this evolution if you take a look at spiral dynamics go check it out john mackey of whole foods did a whole presentation to his shareholders about it pretty amazing stuff some good stuff online about it aaron doherty did something on it and uh, some other good people. But in between the absolute, the underneath the, Ma Ma uh, the Machiavellian win-win goes up to this absolute, like, like the poor shall inherit the earth kind of mentality and the authoritarian thing. To evolve right. to the next stage where it's a win-win technological age, agricultural age, to evolve to that next stage. We all, what it's saying is we all have to go through these stages to go to what they show second tier which is more systemic and more from that one is consciousness, right? And how the world to start work for everybody. So everyone's going to have to evolve through that. So the Arab countries to evolve to the next space and level, they need Israel. As he said that a long time ago, and that's what's happening with the Abraham Accords. So we start putting down hatred for functionality of creativity. That's the way I see it. We start putting down hatred. So this goes back to what we were saying for ourselves. When we can be aware enough to put down our evil inclination, our Yitzhahora, our mind, our self-centeredness. Yeah, or just obsession with the past, you know? Obsession Sometimes with the past. Know, it's yeah. important to, like, you know, look at the other person's story, acknowledge it, but sometimes it's just the past in this situation is just holding holding us back. Okay, we should end it on Lauren Hill talking about within. How are you going to win if you ain't right within? Is like such a powerful, <laughs> powerful awesome. line from her, you know? And boss, but, uh, boss, anyway. boss lady's having a, uh, her son's bar mitzvah in Israel. Oh, coming nice. up. Yeah, it's all, our, it's all our conditioning. So there's no, no one's the right and wrong in the, the people and humans that are conditioned. But if we show up from our light, we light other lights. And that's, I mean, uh, what, uh, Rez, uh, say the name of your book again. It, it, oh, so well, I'll show them real quick. Yeah. So this is, light, this is the first one, The Genesis of Light. It's the Light of the Infinite series. This is the second one, hardcover. You can get it in either one. And then this is a proof of the third one, The Sound of Illumination, that comes out um, on the 22nd with the festival. But yeah, you could just go on Amazon, put in my name, Aristophar or Light of the Infinite, and uh, you can get them. But cool. yeah, thanks cool. so much, man. This is amazing. Yeah. And you're, you're amazing. So I super appreciate you taking the time.
My pleasure, man. And I'll have to, I'll have to we'll do this again. I'll have you on one of my things and stuff because yeah. so many, I want to, which we did once on Clubhouse, explore your journey and your yeah. life and your stuff. Oh, right? Yeah, wow. asking you about that. Crazy. Actually, we can share that recording. I don't know if we've recorded it. But anyways, we'll do it again. All right? Lots of love, Quite everybody. Keep being oh, you. No, cool. What's that? You're talking, about, you're talking about the recording of Clubhouse? Yeah, I don't know and if that, it was recording it at that time yeah, in, the, like, in the incarnation of the app. Yeah, yeah, I, I, might have, I recorded a couple moments just like, I, I might have it, but yeah, we'll see. It was good. But but yeah, I'll do another interview for... about you and your life because you're so inspirational and I want more people to know, know about Rez. So love you, brother. It. All right. You too, man. And thank you, everybody, for joining. This has been dope. And I love all the comments. So thank you, guys. All right, man. Peace. Bye. I'll let you sign it out. Yeah.